What's going on, everybody? The date is May 27th, 2013, here at Free Admission for Real, www.freeadmissionfr.com. Also on iTunes, my name is JP Nichols, here with our latest interview of, with current Dragon Gate USA and Evolve Star, the premier athlete, Anthony Nice. Anthony, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Doing all right, thank you. I actually wanted to clarify beforehand... Um, because obviously, at one point in uh, your career, you went by Tony Nice, and now you're uh, going with the full name of Anthony. I know that, that was recently put forth at the Dragon Gate shows WrestleMania weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, when I, uh, yeah, when I first kind of started, I was using the Tony name and everything, and then it actually happened when I, um, when I started up in TNA, uh, they kind of liked the Anthony name instead of Tony. So I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's fine, you know. So I went with that. And then after TNA, when I would go to different companies, uh, some would use Anthony, some would use Tony. And then eventually, like, um, with Dragon Gate, we just kind of came with agreement. We were like, you know what, we're just going to go by Anthony, and that, you know, and that's that. So now I kind of, you'll see some shows probably still promote me as Tony sometimes, but I like to go by Anthony now. I see, I see. On that note, we also have uh, three big Evolve shows coming up in Florida this weekend. One May 30th in Orlando, uh, one June 1st in Jacksonville, and one June 2nd in Ybor City. And actually, you also recently, if I'm correct, just uh, as recently wrestled in Orlando this past Friday against uh, Jason Falcone for Continental Wrestling Federation. How did that work out for you? Uh, that was great. I mean, uh, Jason was a, a a good worker. To um, we, we had a nice fun match. Um, crowd crowd was decent. It wasn't as cra uh, as big, I guess, as they were expecting. But all in all, the the show was really good. I mean, John Morrison was there and everything. So it was a fun show to be a part of. Absolutely. And with that, we're going to uh, take it back a bit. Um, obviously. Give uh, the listeners some, uh, like a bigger idea of exactly uh, who Tony Nese is and what you're all about. Um, like, what made you uh, decide to really start off in uh, the wrestling business? <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess my story is almost as simple uh, as as uh, generic as everyone else's. You know, grew up a huge wrestling fan. Um, I was going to. Uh, I was going to local indie shows on Long Island um, that always headlined uh, Mikey Whipwreck, mm -hmm. and I was a huge I was a huge ECW fan and everything, and um, so I go to these shows and every time they would leave a flyer for a wrestling school. And at the time, I didn't even know that like there was a such thing. And when I kind of learned about it, I was like, oh man, I really want to, you know, I should really try this out when I get old enough. So as soon as I was 18 or whatever, I joined up the school and history from there. Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, currently, you are working for uh, NYWC, PWS, Dragon Gate, and Evolve. Correct? Those are like the main yeah. ones. Um, yeah, and also, uh, you know, IWC in uh, Pittsburgh. Oh yes, yes, yes. Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, and uh, with NYWC, that's where you got your startup, correct? Yeah, I mean that's the that's the school I joined that. Uh, Mikey Whipwreck was the head trainer of and everything, so... And uh, that school is also, like, um, trying to, uh, they, I believe Kurt Hawkins came from there as well, is that correct? Uh, yeah, actually, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, Trent Beretta, uh, Mikey from the Spirit Squad, now known as Mike Mondo in Ring of Honor, and uh, 
a couple other guys like Pat Buck, who's the owner of uh, a half owner of PWS, but he was also you know he he did a lot of the indies and stuff before he started running PWS. So yeah, absolutely. Like uh, it's just uh, it, like that's always been a big intrigue to me because of the fact that like a lot of the uh, a lot of uh, some WWE guys have actually came from there and then you know it's like one of those schools that just seems to have sort of gone under the radar like most people they will always talk about you know there's a Chikara Wrestle Factory there's a Ring of Honor's school but this one actually seems like it's uh, really been like a great school for a lot of talents. Yeah, I mean absolutely. Uh... It, it it always had a good reputation and uh it also had a good reputation with WWE like not necessarily maybe the uh the independent wrestling world because the the company and the school itself always kind of stayed low key but uh Mikey had a good relationship with a lot of the guys that especially back then um that ran developmental and stuff like that cuz they were you, you know ex uh ECW guys and stuff so they always were he was always kind of able to keep an eye on that school from WWE and I mean that's how a lot of the guys got their break. You know that they, they were able to uh, probably due to Mikey's um, connections or whatever they were able to get WWE's eye on them. So that's yeah. how it worked out. Indeed. And uh, from from there, I believe you also um, uh, like this is like a talking a few years ago, but uh, you ended up having a few dark matches with uh, Ring of Honor. Um, how did that end up going for you? I mean, like, how how's that experience? Uh, I mean, that was it was a great experience, definitely, and um, it it kind of was like it was my first time really trying out for something major, you know. And I would always, you know, I was always told just you know you got to go, you just have to show up and see what they what they think of you. And Ring of Honor was the pr- first place I did that. I would just drive down there and I'd be like, hey. You know, I'll help out. I'll do whatever I can. I just want to get in front of you guys or whatever. And at the time, Adam Pierce was doing the booking. He would—he would always throw me into a dark match. Uh, the only thing was, I mean, I would get positive feedback, but unfortunately, they just never kind of went forward with anything. So after a while, I just kind of faded away from from showing up there anymore. And then uh, through that, it ended up opening the door to you coming to Drag Me and Evolve. Yeah, absolutely, and, like, I wouldn't say that they are connected in any way where, like, Dragon Gate Evolve knew that I was trying out or anything, because it was actually, there was a good period of time where, but between each company that I was showing up at, uh, the, the Ring of Honor tryouts and, stuff, like, the, the dark matches were one thing, and then I would say, like, almost a good year later is when I really started uh, getting in touch with Gabe and, um showing up at their shows and, and trying to get like a tryout through them so there was a, there was a good year span before that happened and, and uh, after you were progressing through Dragon Gate and Evolve um, eventually actually the uh, the door came where you managed to debut in TNA uh, in a match with uh, Jack Evans and Jesse Sorensen for when they were doing their X Division tournament leading towards uh, their Destination X pay-per-view in 2011. And from there, you actually ended up getting signed. Yeah, I mean, it was like a weird situation. Um, a year before that, I, try- I tried out for TNA. So they had my name on file, but I never got a job from that or anything, and I never really got much word about that. But I guess they knew I existed. 
and they were doing that whole uh, X Division tournament leading to X uh, Destination X, and a lot of guys on the indies at the time were signing contracts to, like, I don't know if you remember the Urban Wrestling and all that. Indeed, I do. Yeah, so a lot of guys were signing contracts with that, were signing with uh, Dragon Gate and Evolve and Ring of Honor, so there was a very, I guess, low talent pool for TNA to pull from for what they were looking for. So I kind of lucked out. I wasn't, they, they called me up and they were like, listen, are you signed to any of these companies that restrict you? And I was like, no, not really. And they're like, all right, we need you. We, we want to bring you in for this, uh, this match. And obviously the match was made to highlight Jack Evans to get him into Destination X. Um, same situation for Jesse Sorensen. They just wanted to bring him in and add him to the match. And when we got there, I mean, we, we, busted our asses and, and the TNA caught, you know, caught, you know, wind of that and they were just like, you know what, you guys, I think, you know, at, at the time, they were like, we really want to build the X Division up. So they were like, well, these guys are busting their asses and everything, so why don't we give them an opportunity? So we got, you know, a week later after that match, we all we all got the call, hey, we want to sign you. Uh, Jack Evans didn't uh, follow through with it, but me and Jesse Sorensen did. And then uh, during that, uh, during your run there, you had a uh, brief series with Zima Ion, um, who is still currently contracted there, who's obviously been going through a uh, very rough spill uh, in the recent weeks uh, with his current issue. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, re that run really with him is really all, all I got out of that. I had a few other little scramble matches and stuff, but see, the thing was, going into Destination X, they were really high on the X Division. They really wanted to do something. And they signed a, a bunch of talent and everything. And after that, um, there was a lot of change in, I guess, power backstage at TNA. So some guys were in, some guys were leaving, all that stuff. And it kind of changed their direction of where they were going. So unfortunately, X Division kind of, I, you know, definitely in my opinion, I think a lot of people agree, X Division kind of suffered from that, and they just weren't bringing us in anymore and everything, so they would just have about one X Division match a show, and it was very scarce, and luckily I got to have that run with Zima Ion, and I mean, again, that thing was really to highlight him and everything, but that was all I got from them, and after a while I just I had to leave there because it wasn't working out for me. Yeah, indeed, but uh, obviously, I mean, after you did leave, you got to have some big opportunities uh, with, uh, I mean, I believe your uh, first independent match after uh, asking for your release from there was actually against the Great Muda? Uh, yeah, I mean, while I was in TNA, I was doing uh, small independent shows and stuff, because with TNA, you're allowed to do that, you're just not allowed to do, like, the iPay-per-views and all that. True. But True. what happened was... I was originally booked for the PWS show, and it was against uh, Great Muda. I got approached by PWS. They said, we want to have you, have you and Sammy Callahan versus Great Muda and one of his uh, All Japan talents, uh, Kai. And, you know, of course I agreed to that. Then a few weeks later, PWS was like, we're actually going to broadcast this in iPay-Review. And they were like, we kind of know that your contract restricts that, but... We can either, and they didn't want to make that match a dark match because obviously Great Mood is in it. So they're like, Do you want us to pull you from the match? And I was like, Well, let me see, you know, how TNA really feels about it. Maybe 
the match being against Great Muda could be good exposure and they might not care. So uh, and I sent uh, an email to everyone I could asking them permission and I immediately got called back with uh, the response no. And after talking to them, I was like, well, you know, I would really love this exposure. I'd love this experience, but what are you guys going to do for me? Am I going to be on TNA more often? And they kind of weren't giving me a straight answer. So eventually I was just like, you know what, I think it would be best if I just kind of take a step back, get my release from TNA, and just get more experience on the indies and, and, and wrestle some you know top names and stuff like that, like Great Muda. And uh, that, that was the decision I went with, and that match was one of my favorites, man. Great Muda was awesome to be in the ring with. And on note of going back to uh, the independence, obviously you ended up uh, coming back for uh, Evolve and Dragon Gate. Um, including having uh, to be got to be a part of a big weekend WrestleMania weekend this past uh, April, where uh, you got to showcase yourself in the Six Man Scramble Dragon Gate uh, and uh, debut a new manager of sorts after announcing on Evolve 19 that you were now contracted uh, with the WWN uh, with the WWN Group. And uh, who is this manager of yours now, uh, Mr. A? Uh, he's Everyone's soon gonna find out who he is. He's he's one of the. He's not only big, but he's he's talented, and he's and he he can he fits perfectly, believe it or not. And I know like Dragon Gate and Evolve doesn't not normally have guys his size, but you'll see. I I definitely picked one of the right guys to uh, to have my back. Um, he's gonna be one of the one of the better performers in the company in the in the times coming. I guarantee it. And actually, on on note of that weekend, you know, just talking about TNA, because uh, not only uh, that in- interesting statistic that weekend was the fact that at Evolve 19, uh, you were present there live, uh, announcing your contract status, and then I believe after that, you went to wrestle at PWS, and then not only were you also wrestling at PWS that at that evening, but you were also on pay-per-view on the TNA extravaganza show that they taped in January yeah. that aired that day. That's pretty wild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, definitely had a, I definitely had a lot of exposure uh, that day, which was awesome, but, uh, and, and it was great because, you know, my, my Twitter feed was blowing up that whole night because they had fans watching Evolve, you had fans watching PWS, and then you had all the fans watching uh, TNA. So, that was definitely a lot of fun, and it definitely helped me win over uh, a good, uh, an extra, you know, it's always every show you always want to try to win some new, you know, fan base, you know, and yeah. uh, you know, be, having that much exposure in one day is is for especially an independent wrestler is like a dream. Yes, absolutely, and uh, that actually um, those weekend of shows uh, lead us to this weekend of shows coming up. The uh, May 30th in Orlando, June 1st in Jacksonville, and June 2nd in Ybor City. And uh, interestingly, one match on uh, the Orlando show was a match that was originally supposed to happen the last time a ball was in Florida, but after some scheduling changes, it didn't happen. And that's you versus Samurai Del Sol. Yeah, I mean, this is probably probably my most important match to date coming up for uh for Dragon Gate and Evolve. Uh I mean, you know, we all know Samurai is probably one of the most talented guys out there and 
on top of that, I'm sure everyone now has heard the news that Samurai is, uh, you know, heading to developmental soon. So th- this match is actually very important for me to me for a lot of reasons, and uh, it didn't happen at the previous Evolve shows that were running in Florida, uh, but that was due to, I mean, they had uh, El Generico was there, and it just turned out that, you know, they wanted to, you know, it, it would be better off if they had Samurai and El Generico have those two matches, and, you know, luckily they did because those those matches were, you know, I, I think historical matches, you know? Yes, absolutely, for sure. And then on the uh, second uh, show, the one uh, June 1st in, this is a quote from you, actually. I'm not sure if you remember putting this out there. Uh, the last uh, time of all was in Jacksonville. The great city of Jacksonville. <laughs> uh, was this uh, was this a quote from the heart, or were you... Because <laughs> you were running down Jacksonville prior to your match with Johnny Gargano at that one. Yeah, I was, that was just kind of uh, goofing around or whatever. <laughs> uh, that wasn't that wasn't necessarily something from the heart. To be honest, that was my uh, that was my first time visiting Jacksonville, and I didn't really get to visit it or anything, so can't really have too much say whether or not it's a great city or not. <laughs> but uh, on uh, this show, uh, you have a I mean, it's titled a bonus tag team main event of you teaming with Brian Cage versus the Young Bucks. Um, I believe this is also, uh, you're teaming with Brian Cage on account of wanting to look into making him a part of the Premier Athlete brand, and uh, will this be your first time wrestling the Young Bucks? Uh, yes, it actually is, and uh, another, another uh, looking at my matches this weekend, I, I got a pretty good lineup coming up for me, and Young Bucks, I mean, I uh, it's almost uh, criminal that they're not signed to a contract somewhere being like one of the best hi- highlighted tag teams out there. And, uh, you know, the fact that I want to get to get in the ring with them. And two, I'm also a, I'm actually a big Brian Cage fan myself. And, you know, given this whole, I, I am starting a group now. And I, I'm, you know, Mr. A is not going to be the only guy. And Brian Cage would be a perfect fit, especially for a, pr- a premier athlete. You know, I mean, if me and him end up uh, working out together, that could be a pretty intense team. Yeah, absolutely. And then, actually, um, uh, ironically enough, I believe this past Friday, Brian Cage faced uh, your opponent that uh, you have for the Sunday show on Ebor, Tommy Taylor. Uh, what are your thoughts on that match? Uh, the match they had uh, on Friday? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, that one, and uh, like what you know about Tommy going into your one for Sunday. Oh, see, to- my match with Tommy Taylor is going to be probably definitely different than my prior two matches. I mean, with Samurai and the Young Bucks, I mean, those matches are high-flying and just, you know, just just craziness all the time. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have boot prints on my face from, like, 50 Young Bucks super kicks. (laughs) Um, But other than that, but with Tommy Taylor, I mean, he's a much more technical, you know, I mean, European-style wrestler. So my my style myself is going to have to change. You know, I'm going to have to kind of slow my pace and and you know it's probably going to be a lot more groundwork with him and everything. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, 
from there, assuming everything uh, goes uh, completely well with you this weekend, what would you say would be your next goal in terms of Dragon Gate and Evolve, whether it be going after the Evolve title, the uh, the Freedom Gate title, or even potentially if uh, things with you and Cage turn out to go completely perfectly, perhaps even the tag titles? Uh, you know what, like, if I were to give a short-term goal, I would say the Evolve title. Um, I think I can easily, especially if I have a successful weekend, be right up there as a top contender to go against A.R. Fox, uh, given he has the title at the end of this weekend. Um, but on top of that, I mean, my my ultimate goal, obviously, is to hold everything. And whether or not I'm holding every title or my my crew is holding every title, but that, that's definitely the, the quest I'm going for. I'm looking to be the centerpiece of Dragon Gate and Evolve. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, actually, on uh, that note, I mean, is there um, out of the uh, one advantage that uh, Dragon Gate and Evolve has uh, over other independent promotions in the U.S. is the fact that they're able to bring in uh, Japanese talents from the Dragon Gate roster overseas and is there anyone specifically from overseas that you would like to face that you have not had the opportunity to do so yet um i would there's two guys that i that probably stand out i mean one of them is obviously uh uh shima being one of them he's extremely talented he's been around all over in wrestling so it's kind of he's got that aura around him as you know you got to get in the ring with this guy um I think he would be one of, one of my favorites to get into the ring with. And then also, uh, Tozawa is actually a guy I always want to get in the ring with because I feel like I can have one a really intense, entertaining match with him. Uh, and this actually leads to uh, one question that uh, uh, someone had sent me. Uh, do you have any uh, uh, potential drive to want to go overseas to Japan? Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh I know, like, I, I even stated that when I uh, announced my release from TNA that uh, my goal at that moment of... Uh, ...match with Muda and Kai, uh, obviously it didn't really happen at that moment, but my ultimate goal, well, yeah, definitely is, uh, is to get some tours overseas. I mean, uh, Japan... Japanese wrestling is is probably the in my eyes you know everyone's got their own opinion but to me it's 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 the best wrestling out there so and they only you know they bring when you when you go over to Japan they're bringing the best guys from America so to be able to say that I was one of those guys that got brought over there got to tour another country and everything around the entire world uh, that's that's definitely one of the ultimate goals I mean if it happens going to be, you know, it's going to be great. If it doesn't happen, you know, I'm fine with that, but that's definitely uh, aside from obviously making it to larger uh, stages and stuff, that that's my ultimate goal in independent wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it's just wild to think, uh, especially just with how many guys they have uh, brought over currently. I mean, because obviously Ricochet and Rich Swan are over there currently. Fox and Gargano and Chuck have gotten to do tours. I would feel like... Uh, they should be able to uh, add you to that roster. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, and that's again, I'm I'm still very fresh in the uh, in Dragon Gate's eyes because 
yes, I did some shows in the past with them, but then that's when I disappeared for TNA for a while. So really, when uh, when the Dragon Gate office sees me, uh, I'm a new, I'm a new face to them. So it's going to take some you know some time to kind of earn their trust for the way they would say, all right, we should probably bring this guy over. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, not to sound too cocky, but I definitely think I'm a perfect fit for over there. Um, you know, I got the athleticism and I got the look that they always look for in Dragon Gate. And, you know, Dragon Gate's, you know, probably one of the top three, if not top two companies right now in, in Japan. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I mean, one thing, I mean, uh, like, uh, have you ever really, uh, I mean, I'm sure that you have spoken with uh, a lot of the guys who go overseas. I mean, and, like, um, one thing that I've always, like, wondered is just, like, how... Because there's so many shows going over there seemingly on, like, a constant basis. And, uh, like, the travel schedule in terms of just, like, getting there and whatnot, like, uh, I personally do not think that I could ever potentially do something like that, but that's something <laughs> that you consider yourself uh, absolutely ready to do when the opportunity comes. Yeah, absolutely. And and talking to these guys, you know, it's it's... When when you when you hear about it, when you think about it, it it is an intense schedule. I mean, you're you're flying all the way over there, then you're immediately on the road. Uh, there's really barely a day off where they're just constantly, and, and you know you know how Dragon Gate shows go. Those are some of the most intense shows out there, and every guy is is busting their hump every single day. But you see, the guys that go over there, they have, you know what what it really takes, and that's passion. And when you have that, it doesn't matter how tired you are, how run down you are. As soon as you, you know, you walk out there, you have the adrenaline to do anything. And that's kind of, that's kind of what wrestling is, especially for um, people with like crazy schedules. It's, it's all about running on adrenaline. And as long as you love what you're doing, your adrenaline's never going to wear out. Yes, and then uh, in addition to that, I mean, like, uh, what would you consider, or like your. Uh your biggest inspirations in terms of just like continuing to do what you do in the wrestling business? Um, my biggest uh, inspiration, like what, what kind of keeps me going? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, really the, the fact that uh, I don't, it's really just doing it, you know, like it, to being able, like as soon as you walk out there and you start performing and everything, uh, it's such a great rush. So I guess you could say the the rush and everything, the feeling of of being out there and and popping a crowd and putting on a good show and all that stuff, getting in the ring with some of the best talents out there, that that kind of that rush you get, that feeling, is is what always keeps you going. And on top of that, being able to do this for a living, doing what you love for you know you, you get to travel the world, you get to to uh, meet all these different people, and you get to just go out and wrestle and like that that's kind of what keeps you going that, that's what keeps me going you know any any time like i i would never sit there and say like oh man i'm you know this is rough or whatever i, I kind of sit there a anywhere i go i'm like man look, look at this i'm i'm traveling to california or i'm traveling here to florida or whatever and i'm like you know and i get to just wrestle it's it's one of the greatest feelings so that that's what always motivates me and keeps me going yeah definitely um and like, uh, if you had to, like, I mean, if there was anything, um, if there was like anything at all, like in the past and your uh, current wrestling career, 
that uh, you would have to like potentially even go back and maybe twerk a little bit. Would you do any of that, or would you? Are you like the the type that likes to just look forward ahead and just make the best of out of whatever comes to you? Uh, can you actually repeat that question? I actually broke up when you were talking. So oh, I, I apologize. Um, That's all right. Like, uh, do you have anything that has taken place in your wrestling career that you would want to go back to change, or would, are you just wanting to? look forward and make the best out of whatever opportunity comes your way? Oh, always look forward. Um, there's really nothing I've done that I that I would regret or that I have regret or anything because it, it's all about experience. And um, you're never going to, you know, I mean, there are the few stories out there where kind of someone just kind of shot to the stars and, in, in, you know, in, in all his, their first tries and everything. But I like the fact that as I'm, um, going through wrestling, I'm developing a story, you know, to my life, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm failing at some things, and then I'm succeeding at, you know, a lot of things, so, uh, and I never look back and regret those failures. If it wasn't for those failures, there wouldn't have been those successful moments and everything, because I wouldn't have had the experience to be that successful. So, I'm always looking forward, and I'm always looking positive at my past. Yeah, yeah I feel like that's the uh, best way to look at anything like that. I mean, it certainly goes to show, I mean, like, uh, with that kind of mentality, why anybody would want to be a part of the Premier Athlete brand, I must say. <laughs> so, like, uh, and, uh, I mean, on note of that, uh, I feel like, uh, uh, like, one, one other thing I wanted to ask was, um, like, uh, to be a part of the Premier Athlete brand, like, uh, what exactly do you think it entails? I mean, does it involve, like, uh, I mean, obviously, when you're looking at someone like Brian Cage, this is probably a very good example of it, actually. Like, you want someone that's, like, really dedicated to their craft, uh, really into training, uh, et cetera. Like, what all's entailed into it for you? Uh, I mean, you that's, that, that's pretty much it. You need, to be, you need to be a workhorse. You need to be willing to do whatever it takes to be the best at what you do. Um, I mean, premier athlete, that title alone is you've you got to be the best at anything that anything in your craft. And uh, I know, you know, and it's not necessarily be. I know Brian Cage is a good example because I guess you would con consider him, a, you know, a guy with a great look, a great body, and everything. That's not necessarily a premier athlete all the time. Uh, I mean, you know, you got Mr. A, who I just brought in. He's a big guy, and you might look at him and say, well, that guy's maybe not a premier athlete, but like I said, in the future, you're going to see what he can do, and you can say, wow, that is probably one of the most athletic big guys I've ever seen in the ring. So, and it's it's all because he's dedicated, just like me. He works as hard, just like me. So, that's kind of what I'm looking for in the Premier Athlete brand is workhorses that are going to do whatever it takes and that are going to be the best at whatever they do. Yeah, yeah and I feel like that's a great outlook to have. And uh, with that, I guess um, we can uh, close potentially. And uh, is there anything that you would like to uh, say to the listeners uh, as far as, like, you know, anything to let them uh, go home on? Uh, well, you know, like always man. thank you. I always thank uh, the fans for obviously supporting uh, myself uh, and for supporting any type of independent wrestling that I'm involved in, like Evolve and Dragon Gate and everything. Um, if anyone who already doesn't follow me on Twitter, they can follow me at Tony Nice. Um, that's always going to stay Tony because it just fits in the uh, Twitter name. So, and I already created that name, so I can't change it. <laughs> and uh, uh, but other than that, I mean, you know, just 
I look forward it, it trust me this is like this is just a, a very small part of my career right now it's 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 only going to go up like crazy after this so uh, I just hope everyone hangs on for the ride and, and enjoys uh, seeing my matches and seeing my progress. Yep, for sure. And uh, you also have Facebook as well, correct? Yeah, you can find on Facebook. I have uh, Anthony Nice, and uh, uh, I'm not. I don't think there's any fakes out there. I don't think uh, anyone would fake my name or anything. So <laughs> I'm probably the only Anthony Nice that's on uh, that's on Facebook. So I'm easy to find. Right, good deal. And those three shows coming up this weekend, once again, are Evolve 20 in Orlando, Florida, at the Orlando Armory, May 30th, uh, Jacksonville, Florida, this Saturday, June 1st, from the Edge Concert Hall, and uh, Evolve 22 at the Orpheum in Eve Border City this Sunday at 8 p.m. You can find out all the information on that at dgusa.tv. And uh, we would like to thank Tony. Uh, thank you very much for having you on today. No problem. Thank you for having me, man. And uh, with that said, uh, make sure to follow us at Free Admission FR on Twitter. My name is Jacob Nichols. I will talk to you all again. But either way, she'll end up crying.